Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. Hi, I'm Shane Ray for Central Indiana Today, presented by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And this week, some of the shows we do will be featuring some celebrity artists, or singers, if you will, from the past, from our old radio show on Radio Brownsburg, that is, called Community Focus. And during the Mayberry in the Midwest event, I had interviewed Rodney Dillard, who was featured on The Andy Griffith Show, was going to be a guest on Mayberry in the Midwest, and I thought he had some pretty good insights to what it was like to be on the show and also what it was like to be putting out bluegrass music during the 1960s. So, sit back and enjoy this interview with Rodney Dillard of the Dillards. On the phone with me, I have a brand new guest, and hopefully you'll be seeing him a little bit more this weekend at the Mayberry in the Midwest. And we're going to learn a little bit more about what he's going to be doing at the Mayberry in the Midwest. But first, I want to introduce all the listeners to Rodney Dillard. How is Rodney today? Good morning. I'm above average. Well, that's a good that's a good uh, good place well, to be. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe I'll get there if I keep thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Think positive. That's what it's all about. Always, yes. <laughs> well, I, I like the idea of community focus because I believe in the community, and I think, well, Mayberry was a community, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, a, t- a nice, tight-knit little town. Yes. But uh, we're going to get into talking a little bit more about Mayberry. First, let's talk about you now. Uh, Ronnie, uh, of course, your claim to fame is being part of the Dillards, and uh, more specifically... Your connection, uh, at least in this particular case, your connection to Mayberry and the Andy Griffith Show. But first, let's learn a little bit more about uh, where did about you. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in, in the Ozark Mountains, which is not, not too far from you you guys up there. You mm-hmm. know, we were in the Ozarks, and you guys were were Flatlanders. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I grew up on a farm back there. And when we decided to do this, I was in college at SIU, Southern Illinois University. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I was uh, uh, decided that you know what college may have not been what exactly was my cup of tea, and I've always loved music and I've always played music and uh, I decided maybe that we ought to try to do something with the music because I just felt I don't know it was just feeling and uh, that uh, that we had so uh, to, to make a long story even shorter maybe less boring. Uh, <laughs> We got together, my brother and I, we, uh, and decided to go to California. And so we left home with two other guys in a 55 Cadillac and a one-wheel trailer at $9.50. Hmm. And we headed from the Ozark Mountains to uh, to California. Of course, you know, $9.50, we weren't used to that large sum of money like that. We went through it in about two months. <laughs> but... Uh, but we we uh, we had we worked our way to California. We had to stop in Oklahoma City and do all sorts of things. 
I mean, I would never recommend anybody to do this, but if you have a passion for something, there's sometimes nothing stops you, positive and negative. But uh, we, uh, I can remember Dean Webb and I fighting over crackers in a waste can that there was at the, uh, the white uh, MCA where we were staying and overextended our ability to pay for it. <laughs> and it was just like it was just like very much the first uh, the first episode of the Annie Griffith Show where we were climbing out of the hotel. We were actually rewired the beds together so all four of us could sleep in uh, in two single beds. <laughs> well, let me ask you this now. Of course, you guys you're talking about bluegrass music. Yes. And the the common thought is everybody in country and bluegrass head to Nashville. You decided to go to California. Uh, what made you decide well, pick that? Well, uh, first of all, our bass player had some contact in California because he had a sister that lived there. That was the first reason. And she worked for David Wolper, Wolper Productions. Mm -hmm. And they were, they were doing a lot of stuff back in those days. And uh, the reason we didn't go to Nashville is because bluegrass music at the time was sort of the redheaded stepchild of the country music. It was just, uh, they would play it uh, on the radio going into furniture commercials. Mm hmm and it wasn't quite as popular as it has become. And I felt that Nashville was kind of, uh, like everything does sometimes, it becomes much of a muchness. Uh, I always joked about all the uh, all the recording studio board dials were kind of rusted to get in one spot because it all sounded the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we left uh, and went to California, and fortunately when we first got there, we walked into this little place called the Ash Grove, which is now the comedy store. Hmm. And, and I'll never forget this. We walked in, and, and uh, we just started, we put a lot of our instruments and started playing in the, uh, in the lobby there, uh, you know, just like young guys would do. Yeah. And uh, the owner come up and said, you can't do that here. He said, come and do it on stage. So hmm. off we went. We went on stage and played, and so happened. The way the circumstance was is some of Andy Griffith's people, uh, uh, well, it wasn't Andy Griffith, it was his agency, the William Morris agency. Hmm. They were there, and a fellow who owned a record label by the name of, uh, of Electra. It was Electra Records. Mm -hmm. And he said, do you want to make a record? And I said, well, what's it going to cost us? <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> he said, we'll take care of that. So they put a little blurb in the paper, and as a matter of fact, a producer was there who later went on to be... Uh, uh, who put the produced the birds, a group that some of your listeners may remember. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, of course, later on, it was instrumental in gathering the Eagles together. And uh, and he produced our first record. Well, anyway, they put a little blurb in Variety magazine that says, Electric Records signs these weird-looking guys from the Ozarks who plays this really funny kind of hillbilly music. <laughs> and uh, Andy Griffith had a script in front of him. He picked up the Hollywood Variety, and the script called for these guys from the mountains to come in. And, uh, and play music hmm. and uh, be the darlings. And uh, so they called, uh, at the time, someone who represented us. We went over to the Desilu Studios to audition, which you can imagine kids from the Ozarks walking into Desilu Studios <laughs> with everybody hearing that these funny-looking guys from the Ozarks were there, so they all came to see us, like, you know, yeah, now, heading zoo or something. Let's, uh, let's paint a picture here. Desilu Studios, that was Lucy... Arnez and Desi Arnez's studio at the time. At the time, and everything was coming out of there, the Joy Bishop show. Mm -hmm. uh, Danny Thomas, I believe, maybe. Danny Thomas, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Mm -hmm. so all these guys came over to see these weird-looking guys audition. Well, Andy was shooting an episode of uh, the, uh, the Andy Griffith show. I think it was when Barney Fife was trying to find out who was singing off in the choir. 
Yeah. And uh, he, stopped, he stopped the production and called us up. Uh, you know, he keep going, well, sat down in the folding chair and said, show us what you got. And we got about halfway through the number, and he said, that's it. And I thought he was throwing us out. But <laughs> <laughs> he said, you got the job. Well, as a result of that, they had so much response that we continued to do almost like a running part. Mm-hmm. And continued on. And that, that set us up for uh, uh, today. Because all the things that we've done, the Diller's been a part of from uh, uh, all sorts of stuff, the Andy Griffith Show seems to have stuck to us. And uh, I'm very proud of that reason because it's, it's a show that is, uh, really reflects family values. Mm-hmm. And those values, to me, without getting too political, are the strength of this nation. Right. And uh, it's great that we have a show like that that still reminds young people that there are values and there, are, there is accountability. And there is responsibility for your actions. Yeah. And a lot of the folks who watch that show teach their children that. Yeah. And uh, that's encouraging to me to see that. And you know yourself, it's never been off the air in 54 years. Oh, yeah. And that's quite a testimonial to people who, in this country, who love the show. I mean, in other countries, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you guys, uh, first off, let's say, let's talk about who was in the band at the time. This was the Dillards as the Darlins. Uh, who all was in the band? Well, the Dillards, it was Mitchell Jane, and who was a disc jockey in our little town. I think we ran on about eight pinlight batteries. <laughs> and uh, I think we got as far as the next couple of doors down. Mm. But he, he, he was a disc jockey on that. Dean Webb was from Kansas City and was playing bass in country music band. And Doug and I were, you know, Doug was working. He was going to Washington University, and I was uh, struggling my way through... Uh, to uh, Southern Illinois University, uh, and uh, and we decided, you know, we just wanted to play music, and uh, we were just making, uh, and John Hartford, who was another uh, guy from that part of the country, and we yeah. formed a band together, and like kids will do, you know, it's almost like a garage band, bluegrass style, yeah. <laughs> and we played little square dances stuff, and, and my dad was a fiddle player, old-time fiddle player, in fact, there's a video out on him that's in the public libraries in Missouri. Uh, hmm. uh, we just played, played music until that point I told you that I said, okay, it's time to go do something. Yeah. So we all took off, and uh, and uh, the rest is pretty much history. I mean, it was uh, Providence-oriented. It, it just it came to be, and it's given me the opportunity to uh, make a lot of friends in the country. If they don't make the connection with the face, once I do it, then I have a friend for life. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, on the show, you guys did uh, some memorable songs. Were those originals, or were they written for you, or how did those? How did that come about? I, I got to tell you a little story. It's also a, a, a really tribute to Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith, the uh, man, not mm-hmm. Andy Taylor. But they were one and the same in many ways. Mm-hmm. When we first did the show, he came to us and said, "Now, boys, you're not going to make any money as actors." <laughs> he says, "Because uh, at the time there was no residuals." Right and uh, and he said, but I'll get as many of your original songs on the air as I can. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we started writing songs uh, that uh, that we did on the air, and and uh, they could have done public domain stuff and not paid anything. Hmm. Well, you do this and you do this, you know. But he didn't do that. As a result of that, songs like Dooley. Yeah, bring your string and instrument, sheriff. Oh, I didn't think we'd have time for any music. You got time to breathe, you got time for music. Hey, how about playing Never Hit Your Grandma with a Great Big Stick? Oh, Dad, that makes me cry. Well, how about Dooley? Oh, that's a good one. 
a one and a two and away we go. Dooley was a good old man, he lived below the mill. Dooley had two daughters and a party gallon still. One guy watched the boiler, the other watched his spout. And mama corked the bottles when old Dooley fetched them out. Dooley slipping up the holler, Dooley trying to make a dollar. Dooley, give me a swaller and I'll pay you back someday. The revenuers came mm-hmm. And Ebo Walker. What'll it be, Sheriff? Well, how about that Ebo Walker the boys do so good? We'll just hang on to something. A one, two, and one, two. Now Eva Walker was born in Kentucky and raised by his daddy on a hillside farm. He took a fiddle playing just for fun. That's the last work that Evo Walker done. Well, Ebo Walker, he left Kentucky cause Ebo's daddy said during your hide, you won't plant corn and you won't make hay. Sit on the porch and you play that thing all day. And uh, there is a time, and uh, old Doug's tune. Well, how about Doug's tune? That's a good one. One and a two and a one and a two. You know, uh, it, it's it's just it's fascinating to me, and uh, I have to. Getting back on the Andy Griffith part, were you able to stay in contact with uh, some of the cast or Andy or uh, over the years, maybe even after the show was over? Yes, occasionally we would do things. Andy wasn't didn't get involved in much in any of the uh, any of the uh, things that went on after the Andy Griffith show, like the, the reunions and stuff. Mm-hmm. We did. But Andy just sort of stayed away from that. He he was an artist, and he was on to his next project. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was very, you know, he he was very grateful for the success it had. Of course, I'm sure. But uh, we saw him in when TV Land came to Mount Airy, his birthplace, and we did a thing together. And uh, it was very nice to see him after all those years. And and he, when we were in, uh, inducted into the Bluegrass Hall of Fame, he sent a light, nice letter that was read to the folks and. Uh, about us, hmm. but Maggie, uh, of 
course, we play our sister, and the ones who are still with us, occasionally we get together, and Maggie and uh, and me, uh, we, we're still doing things together, hence that's why we're coming to Indiana, is, is just bring a little portion of Mayberry uh, to, the, uh, to, to your area, yeah. and sort of just re- reflect and play the songs and stories and uh, question and answer, there'll be a little question and answer, because People are so curious about what it was like, right? And there's just a lot of neat information that that's uh, that's uplifting. It's not negative, yeah. And and uh, because that show was not even being on the show and being around, sitting around in Denver and our Paul and everybody <laughs> and all of the fun that went on, uh, it was very much reflected in the show itself. Yeah. yeah. Now, it, here, here's a question for you: Could uh, Andy really play the guitar very good? Yeah, he played. Played the guitar. He had a funny little strum with his fingers. How he did that, but never could figure out how he did that. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of North Carolina style, kind of like my wife plays banjo. She's from North Carolina, uh-huh. and uh, them, them Carolinians are quaint. They're just quaint. That's all I can say. Okay. <laughs> well, and but it's, it, it, what we do is, is is a presentation. It's not just like guys standing up there and playing. They thank very much. Mm-hmm. Big hat and a couple of duties to you. Here's one of rope. That isn't our approach to what we do. Uh, I, I want to pull the people in and break that wall between us playing and them, so we're sort of in it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, I think that's a secret of communication. I don't want to get too heady with this, but there's a synergy there that's real important. Right. That, uh, especially with Andy Griffith people, they are so neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never met anybody who was a big Andy Griffith fan who just wasn't a... a had a sweet spirit, right? You know, it, uh, and I'll give you another example. Uh, when we sell product and things, our CDs and pictures and stuff, mm-hmm. we take checks. In all the in all the years that I've been doing, I've never received a bad check. Hmm. Any wow! Think about that. Yeah. When you go home, I want you just like feeling better about yourself than you did when you came. So I like to I like to chat with the people too. I get this. There's so much you learn. Everyone has a story, and everyone has a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's neat. Some of the, uh, the it just enriches my experience too to be a part of that and not just run off and say warm up the cat like Charlie and jump in the car and take off you know right that's that's something else I have a passion for is uh, trying to get the message of family values mm-hmm. thank you very much for having me on your show I, I appreciate you and it's people like you and the fans have kept me going all these the years I am now uh, on Sunday I will be uh, seventy two. Oh, okay. Uh, Rodney, thanks for talking with us. We sure do appreciate you being our guest. Well, thank you very much. This has been Central Indiana Today, presented by the Kevin Kersey Agency on WYRZ. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.